Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. Just knowing that you've got to give pieces and making a conscious effort on what you're going to say no to. And then once you look at that, then weighing it to making sure that you're still all in for the company that you want to start once you realize what you have to give up. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Show of hands, how many of you know that I have a brother? I'm imagining about four hands up in the air, and they're all probably related to me. My brother, Joe Shellerud, made a short cameo on the podcast once before during my birthday episode last year, but truth be told, he's quite the serial entrepreneur, and it seems so funny that I've never featured his story on Gold Digger. In fact, he was the one who told me years ago to start my own podcast. He handed over his mic, and so without him, this show probably wouldn't exist. Now, all of my siblings and I are entrepreneurs in some form, and yet we didn't have any direct influence in this area growing up. My sister runs a thriving blog and Instagram platform in her perfectly Kate niche. I've got my business that you all know fairly well by now. And then there's Joe, who built an incredible advertising agency to help small businesses sell their products on Amazon. He also happens to travel the country in an RV with his wife and three children. Don't worry, we've got a really good story around that that you'll get to hear too. It's such a treat to get to introduce you to my brother, meet the guy who shared the fire engine bunk beds with me, and a human who shares a lot of the same memories I have. All right. Are you ready to meet my big bro? Here he is. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks to Babbel for supporting Gold Digger. Babbel is the number one selling language learning app. Today, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use the promo code Gold Digger. 
I used to believe that natural skincare, it couldn't work as well. But then I found Primally Pure and my skin has forever transformed. To see my skin transformation and get 15% off your Primally Pure order, go to jennacutcher.com slash skincare and use the code golddigger. Well, I am literally so excited about today's episode and welcoming this very special guest on the show. And before I do that, I have to let you know that this person is behind this entire show. Do you remember? Well, I guess I should say welcome, Joe Shalarud, to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Jen. <laughs> oh, and do you remember giving me your microphone and telling me, I think you should start a podcast? And it probably took me an entire year to believe you and believe in the power of podcasting before I actually did it. Yep. Yep. I remember the first time that we talked about it and you were like, oh, I don't know if I have enough stuff to cover and what will I really <laughs> talk about? And yeah, it's taken off quite a bit since then. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's so cool. I'm so excited to have you. So for those people that don't know, they've obviously heard the intro that you are my brother. And obviously, I know your story pretty well. But for those who didn't know I had a brother or who aren't familiar with your story, walk us through a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah. So I'm two years older than Jenna. So I'm Jenna's older brother, Joe. I'll just kind of walk through like some of the side gigs that I've had throughout life just because uh, it's been quite a wide range. Yeah. You know, probably the, the first one was some lemonade stands that you and I would do at the end of the driveway. Yes. And yes. for anybody who doesn't know where we grow up, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's on this dirt road. <laughs> and so we would sit there and there would be literally like five cars that would come by like every hour. And I'm pretty sure mom called them too. was like, neighbor, <laughs> can you drive by and do you I have think, like $2? <laughs> yep, and I think anybody who stopped just felt bad for us. Yeah, place, <laughs> our location was not the best. <laughs> but anyway, after that, I've always been into tinkering and businesses. So like, one first one that I had, remember Joke City? com. Yes. Joke uh, hyphen city. Remember joke it hyphen, hyphen. Yeah, it has the dash. <laughs> yeah, joke dash city.com. So yeah, so I actually, it, when I was, I was like 12 or 14, started this website and would take different jokes and put them out there. And it was the day where you could just have those banner images. I yep. made a couple grand from that, had to file small business taxes at like 14 <laughs> years of age, which was a hard lesson to learn. Yes. But grandpa got really pumped up because I got to use some of his jokes from that. So, so that was really fun. Fun. And then I don't know what it's been, but for some reason, I've always wanted to start my own business from very early on. So I've had a ton of them that we've gone through and many that have failed. So Jenna, do you remember Brew All Green? Oh, yeah. So, so this is one that we started right after I graduated. So I, I, I'm an engineering background. I've got a chemical engineering degree. So brew all grain. I started with my roommate. This is a temperature controller that you pump oh, water through yes. when you're brewing beer. And so we started an LLC, got a bank account, went through all the legal stuff, started building this thing from hand. We're about to sell it. And then we tested it. When we tested if it got plugged off and water didn't flow through, and it literally started on fire. Oh. <laughs> And so after that safety test, we decided that that was probably not the way to go. So a brutal yeah. grain that went out in flames. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah. And then we had My State Love. So you remember the yes. t-shirt company that Sarah and I Still started for mine. a little bit? Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. So we started a t-shirt company. And for that, after going through the whole process of selling these things, getting the t-shirt set up, 
all that stuff realized that we were only making like a dollar a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and so good lesson there is when you're starting a business, probably like crunch the numbers ahead of time. So <laughs> that one didn't work out too well. So really the, the key thing that kind of got me into where I am today. So I went back to school. I got my MBA. So I did this after hours when I was working full time. Once we did that, Sarah and I, Sarah's my wife, we moved down to Wichita and there we had our first son, Owen, right after. At that time, I was in a corporate job, which is a really good job. But we shortly realized that we really missed home. And the yeah. key thing is that we missed being with family. And so while we were in Wichita, we were really trying to figure out how do we move back up to the Duluth, Minnesota area? And there really weren't many jobs for an engineer to come back up here. And so at that point, Sarah and I really started thinking through like, are there other things that we can do? I've always wanted to start my own business. Now is probably the time to take it really seriously. So at that time, I heard about this thing on selling on Amazon. So started to look into that. I actually ended up buying some products from an Office Max that was going out of business. And I looked and on clearance, they were a lot cheaper than what they were selling for on Amazon. So I bought these products shipped them into Amazon, figured out how that all worked, started making a little profit. And then from there, really started expanding the business, buying a lot more products. Eventually, I started making my own products and grew up that company, ended up doing seven figures in revenue. But as I was going through that, then really got involved with AdAdvance. So as a seller, you can advertise on Amazon. And so on the advertising side, I started to build out some tools for myself. And then from there, realized that I could potentially help other sellers with this. Yeah. So it was really going through that process of <laughs> figuring everything out and then creating some tools for myself and then seeing this opportunity that I could potentially help other people. Long story short is that the Amazon businesses, along with getting a separate job up here, allowed us to move back up and then eventually have gone full time. And now Amazon advertising is my life through Ad Advance. So that's just a general synopsis of how we've got this far. You skipped multiple different things that you've tried your hand at. And I I almost forget a lot of that. You know, it's like when you're on the journey, it just is always so new and exciting. And, and then things we try. I think our family is just really good at trying things and not looking at things as, you know, successes or failures, but as experiments. And it's just so intriguing to me that our family, all of us kids, the three of us, we all became entrepreneurs, even though we never really had examples of entrepreneurs in our life. And I'm just curious, do you have any theories on how this came to be or why we turned out the way that we did? Yeah, that's a great question. I've thought through this too. I'd love your take on it too. But mm -hmm. you know, some things that personally I've seen is just growing up in our family, it always seemed like like mom and dad were setting a great example for that work ethic and drive. Mm -hmm. You know, it never seemed like anything was really given to you. You'd really have to work for it as you went throughout college. Like, you know, we both put ourselves through college and all that good yeah. stuff. So I think that with that work ethic, that's always there. And then like you're saying too, I think just that support system. So yeah. you'd always know that you'd have full support from the rest of the family. So mm -hmm. as we're testing these things out, you know, I'd get all excited for this new idea. And I honestly skipped through a lot of like other business failures that I've had along <laughs> the way. And so, you know, every time you get excited about this new idea, you get this full support. And then when it doesn't go down, like nobody like tears you down for it. It's just kind of yeah. like, okay, cool. What Moving did you learn? On. And then, yeah, move <laughs> on to the next one. So 
maybe the other piece is just like, you know how you end up being the average of the people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing like what you've been able to do and what Kate's been able to do. I think that we all kind of just help to lift each other up there too. So I don't know. I mean, what's your thoughts? I know. I was thinking about this as well. And I think one of the themes that I think mom and dad really ingrained in us was like this desire to be present through life. And I feel like, you know, we watched dad just work so hard and he always had really like challenging, like physically laborious, like shift work jobs that he didn't ever really feel passionate about. And I feel like dad always wanted us to like have choice and always encouraged us to like do the hard work, but like do the things that kind of give you the options to opt out of that sort of work. And so it's kind of funny, but I I was laughing because, you know, our family text is always hopping. And mom the other day was like, I am so proud that my children all became educators in their own right. And I was like, wow, this is really weird that we all became entrepreneurs and we all teach through the work that we do, even though we didn't necessarily have that entrepreneurial example in our lives. And so I think it was more of like the freedom and being in control of your destiny and coming from parents who worked the same jobs for decades and worked so hard. I think we all kind of saw too that like we want to have a little bit more control in that and our parents encouraged that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. So one of the things that I really love about your story, and you skimmed over it slightly, but a lot of our listeners are working a full-time job and pursuing their side hustle in whatever spare time they have. And you did this. You worked a chemical engineering job that was really intense, that was really taxing. You also had children at the time. And so I want to know, do you have any advice for those side hustlers out there that are kind of grinding and burning the candle on both ends? Yeah, yeah, I, I did skim over it a bit, but when we ended up moving back to Duluth, I, I got a really good job, but it was a very intense job here as mm-hmm. a project management role. And that was very stressful in its own right. And at the same time, we had Owen, who was a, a baby at the time, and Sarah was also working as a nurse too. And so, yeah, it was definitely a struggle to balance all the items. You know, some things that I think that really helped get through that is like first, just having this clear goal on what we're looking for and having your spouse totally aligned with it. So Sarah and I were always on the same page for what the end goal was. And really what it was is just to have the freedom to have me running my own business that just unlocks so many different opportunities for what we can do. And so just having her support, because when you're working full time and then you're trying to get a side gig going, there's yeah. so many other things that still need to happen around the household. And so, I mean, she just majorly stepped up there. And without that, like, there's no way that I would have been able to do it. Yeah. I think another key piece is you really have to make a conscious effort on what else you're going to give up in your life to be able to have the time <laughs> to do this. If you just try to start a side gig and don't think through it, you think you can just add it on. I definitely don't think it's going to work or it's going to be a struggle to just find that time because time is limited. We only have so much time in the day and we only have so much energy in the day. So just knowing that you've got to give pieces and making a conscious effort on what you're going to say no to. And then 
once you look at that, then weighing it and making sure that you're still all in for the company that you want to start once you realize what you have to give up. So um, I think that's a key piece. And then, you know, for us, what really worked well is I would work my job, I would come back, and then that was complete family time everything off, just focus strictly on family. And we would get Owen down. And then after that part, then it was back to work time until going to bed. And so um, I think just having that routine too, but just knowing that when you are present, that you're fully present with the family, I think that also helped too. Yeah. I think too, like even just watching you guys navigate all of that, like everything you said is so true. And I think you had to mentally cling to the vision that this is temporary if I keep this up. Like this won't last forever if I stay connected to the goal and the mission and you managed to do just that. I want to know, people ask me this all the time and and I think we're kind of similar in this, right? But how did you know when it was finally time to put in your notice and leave behind your salary and your benefits and go full speed ahead into ad advance? Like, did you set parameters for yourself? Did you have goals? Did you just follow your gut? What did that look like for you? Yeah, yeah. So um, there were a couple pieces that went into that. So one item that we did from the start is any extra money that I made from my Amazon selling business or from the advertising business, we didn't touch it. We just let that build up. And so if we would have gotten used to that extra income, then it gets even harder to quit either of them. So we needed to make sure that, you know, any of that extra income, it was just going in. So we had that financial cushion to be able to make the jump because it's a big risk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we were leaving, I was leaving a really solid job. And honestly, when, when I quit my job, so we have three kids, Sarah had just had Claire, our third kid. And so she actually quit her nursing job at the same time that I quit my job. So we went from (laughs) three incomes, including my businesses, to uh, just the one. And so it was a major jump. But just having that cushion there was huge. And from the goal standpoint, I mean, the key thing, we looked at our finances to just make sure that we were comfortable with where we'd be at. But then probably the other thing for us is that we've always wanted to travel. That was always a major driver for us to for me to be able to own my own business. And so Owen, our oldest, he was getting older and he was getting to the point where within a year, we were either going to head to homeschool or he was going to kindergarten. And so we had that as a major driver where, you know, all of a sudden you realize that the kids are getting older and yeah. if we're going to do this, we have to do it now. So that was probably the, the key thing is, you know, from the financial standpoint, just setting that dollar amount that you feel comfortable making the leap. And then we also had that extra little kick where, all right, it's time. We're going for it. It was scary, but we did it and, and we're still doing it to this day. I love that. One of my favorite stories of all time is when you (laughs) sat Sarah down and let's paint the picture even a little bit better. My brother, you are so analytical. You're very scientific. And so you sat your wife down and you said, Hey, I have this idea. I think we should travel the country in an RV. And I remember Sarah telling me that she literally started crying. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> she was like, what? Wait, what? And you had this whole plan. You had really thought through every little corner of it. And it took her an entire year. But after a year, you had purchased your RV and you call your RV home for a part of the year. Walk me through that story because it's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I'm an engineering nerd. I'm very analytical. And so, yeah, I had all my spreadsheets put together and everything. <laughs> I had all the backup data if I needed it. Like, this is going to be a solid proposal. <laughs> we were at the cabin with mom and dad. And so they were watching the kids. We were going to go out for like our first we went out for lunch that day and so we're in a restaurant and so i made the pitch and i was super confident in it and it did not go as planned <laughs> she was not into it thing, you would have not gotten a shark yeah. <laughs> yeah i was missing that emotional appeal i had all the money and the analytics put together but <laughs> yeah and so with that pitch my pitch was okay we sell the house and we go all in on this camper and at that time we had Owen and avid and so yeah i think coming back to it then circling back so i went the extreme route and yeah. so we tapered that down a bit and said all right what if we just do the camper part of the year but mm-hmm. we can keep the house too and so that's where she was bought in and <laughs> where we've been able to travel quite a bit um, and still love life <laughs> yeah you guys have been able to do a lot and it's kind of wild because you kind of are hipsters in the sense of having the rv life before you know the 2020 rush of people just desiring to hit the road. And so has it just been awesome? I mean, you're working on the road, but you also get to experience so many things with your whole family. Yeah, it's been amazing. Clara, by the time that she turned two, I can't remember the exact number, but I believe it was she's been to like 41 or 42 states. Um, And so it's so awesome that, yep, I am working from the road. I've got my little setup in the camper and everything. But just being able to walk outside and experience whether we're in the desert of Arizona or camping down in the Keys or whatever, just all those moments and those memories that we're gaining with the kids right now before they get older and have a lot of other commitments. It just feels so special for us to be able to take this time with them. I mean, really bond and we've just seen so much growth in the kids too, just being able to experience all these different places and people and things. It's just been an amazing experience. I look at old pictures of myself and I see a girl who tried every magical skincare potion that was marketed as the answer to my problems with no real changes. What I didn't know is that my body was absorbing every chemical that I slathered on my face. I got really serious about non-toxic skincare after my fertility journey because what I put on my skin was really impacting the inside of my body too. Although I was skeptical, like could a non-toxic product really work as well? I tried Primally Pure, and now it's the only line I'll trust with my skin. Primally Pure uses nature's most precious elements to make non-toxic skincare products that support radiant skin, a healthy body, and a happy self. From deodorant to cleansers to CBD serums, each product is crafted with recognizable ingredients that truly work. I've been using the Primally Pure Clarifying Serum just five drops a day for a few months. My skin is breaking out less, it's brighter, and it's helping me keep inflammation down. 
And Primally Pure Cleansing Oil, it absolutely changed my skin and the way that I thought of skincare. It feels like magic, but really it's non-toxic skincare that not only does the job, it makes my evenings feel like little spa getaways. For 15% off your order, go to PrimallyPure.com and use the code GOLDDIGGER. That's code GOLDDIGGER at PrimallyPure.com. Learn more about all of my favorites and how I use them at JennaKutcher.com slash skincare. Un café, s'il vous plaît. In case you don't speak French, that means coffee, please. I'm learning French with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Unlike the infamous language classes from my school days, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. Babbel has made the whole process addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons. Just 15 minutes make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and your accent. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. I personally like popping on a lesson with my Bluetooth speaker in the bathtub or un benoit, I should say. And right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code GOLDDIGGER. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com code GOLDDIGGER for an extra three months for free. Babbel, language for life. I have to give a shameless plug to Sarah, my sister-in-law and her Instagram. So if you want to follow their journey, it's wandering with five. And it is so fun when they're out there traveling to just kind of follow and see what the kids are seeing. And as an auntie, I'm obsessed, but it's also just super inspiring. If you've ever considered living life on the road, either part-time or full-time, it's a really, really fun way to keep in touch. So one thing I want to talk about is that your business grew exponentially in a year where so many companies were facing layoffs and they were having to cut back. And so what has kind of this last year of entrepreneurship taught you and how has that expansion involved and impacted your role in your company? Yeah, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> so there have been many lessons learned. So, you know, with our business, so we help small and medium seller businesses on Amazon advertise their products. And so up to the beginning of 2020, we had a remote team, but we hadn't hired too many people locally. And our big yeah. plan was to really build out our Duluth, Minnesota office. So we had two local employees at that point. And we got into March. We were ready to hire again. So we were growing pretty good. And we're going to convince this person that I had worked with at my previous job to come over to our business. And he's got two teenage kids, very steady job. And so we really sold him hard to come over to the business and laid out all these great plans. He accepted the role on the Tuesday when the stock market started dropping, when COVID <laughs> was really coming over and we were starting to see the impacts of it. And so he put in his two weeks that day. And within the next two weeks, we just watched the world unravel. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was extremely scary because, I mean, this guy just he made a big commitment for us. We sold him on coming over. And then we heard just, we didn't know where the world was going to end up. And so that was, it was probably one of the most stressful times I've had as a business owner, just yep. because 
I mean, you've got a team and multiple yeah. people to support. And so that was a really scary time. I mean, he stayed positive throughout the whole thing. But if I was in his <laughs> shoes, I would have been, been pretty freaked out too. And within the first couple of weeks, I mean, we lost a quarter of our clients yeah. because everybody was cutting back advertising because nobody knew what was going to happen. After that point, people really saw how e-commerce was going to take a major step up. And so we were able to gain that back quite a bit. And then, you know, I mean, one piece, we got really lucky with the space that we're in. Just being on the e-commerce side, we obviously did not predict a global pandemic would come. And so it really emphasized over that period. Just it was really interesting to see how the team really pulled together. And it just emphasized so much how important your team is that you surround yourself with in your business. Instead of panicking, we used that time to really build the foundation because we saw it was going to turn around. And so we took that slower period to build a lot of the pieces that we have today that led to that growth further down. Since that point, we've been able to, our team is up to 13. We've got nine local employees. So it's been quite a wild ride over the last (laughs) year, but it's, yeah, it, it teaches you a lot and it really emphasizes like, there's nothing more important than the team and the people you surround yourself with. So but that was my key takeaway. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And I think one of the things that was so shocking about just navigating kind of those unknowns is like you recognize that like you've built something that isn't just about you, that it's like supporting and putting food on the table for other people. And that's that's a weighty responsibility and something you don't necessarily think about as you're like in that phase of growth. So It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. (laughs) So one thing that I have loved watching you do this year is get more present on social media. And here's the thing. When people always tease me and they're like, wait, you have a brother? You never talk about him. The reason was, is like, you just didn't even care about social media. You're like, I haven't logged into Facebook in like a decade. And I just respected those digital boundaries. And so My first question is, what's the secret to running and growing a successful company without a strong social media presence? Because you managed to do just that. Yeah. Yeah. So the key thing that we really did is building up an advertising agency. I wanted it to be scalable from the start. And I I didn't want it to be just dependent on me or my co-founder, Matt. And so we spent a lot of time really focused on the product and what we could deliver. So we spent a ton of time building out the base. We've built out a ton of software for what we can do on the ad optimization side. And really the key thing was focusing on the initial clients and making sure that we could really deliver. So we did not focus on scaling for probably the first two to three years. And over that point, we weren't making much money either. But throughout that period, we were perfecting what we could deliver. And so we grew without really any social media presence or any marketing just from word of mouth and just the results that we were delivering to our core clients that we were able to get. So that was probably the biggest thing is like we really focused, we spent all of our time on the tech and just making sure we perfected the product before we tried to scale. And so that's probably one piece that I would take away. One other thing to note when you're doing this is it takes a long time. And from a financial perspective and everything, you really don't start making solid money until you get to that scale phase. So it's definitely a balance there. Probably one other takeaway that we had over that time too is that throughout the agency, 
we have always had clients. So yeah. we never spent, it's not like we spent that two years just in a vacuum, just trying to build out the product. We had clients who were giving us constant feedback throughout that whole period. When we started, we didn't have too much to offer in all honesty, other than mm-hmm. our effort and just our willingness to learn. And so just being able to put yourself out there to work with the initial clients, make sure you're building that connection, make sure they're heard, incorporate all the features that they're looking for. Just getting that constant feedback helps so much to build the initial product. And then once you get into the scale phase, you know you've got something really solid and you can feel really confident talking about it. I think that's such a powerful message because I think nowadays people are so intrigued by like reaching the masses and that's not necessary at the beginning. I think it's more important to focus on the method like you did and getting that method just really, really in a good spot before you go to the masses. And I feel like people get really enamored with like the shiny idea of the masses, but I mean, just as like when I was a wedding photographer, I didn't need every bride in Wisconsin to book me. I only needed a handful of clients to reach those goals. If you can give that amount of people, and it's usually just a few handfuls of people, a really good experience kind of takes care of all of the marketing and the messaging that you could be spending your time on. Yep. Yep. I definitely agree. And, you know, I was thinking of you too, how you just, you put yourself out there. You didn't have everything Mm -hmm. nailed down from the first (laughs) weddings that you were shooting, but with each wedding, you got better and you figured out what truly mattered and what really didn't. And so, you know, without that feedback, you could spend so much time on a product that nobody wants. So just getting that constant feedback, putting yourself out there, even though it's kind of scary, especially when you know you don't have too much, (laughs) but then you learn so quick and can keep iterating and keep improving. And yeah, it's really helped us throughout the process. So my follow-up question for that is, what has been the hardest or most surprising thing for you as you've gotten more present on social media this year? I know that our family is like the first to comment on every single one of your posts. (laughs) What has that felt like? Yeah. Yeah. And like Jenna was saying, so (laughs) I was like one of those proud people who after like college, I didn't touch my Facebook account. I had like one of those creeper Instagram accounts where I don't have a picture and don't post anything but could just see like a couple people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so getting into social media and putting the content out there, especially for me, I struggled on it because yeah. I looked at social media and until I saw what you were able to do with it, Jenna, I just looked at it more of like, you know, it, I'm not working on the business. I'm, I'm wasting time. And that's obviously not the case whatsoever. And so for me, it was this mind shift yeah. from the engineering mentality to uh, building up those connections with people. So from that, I mean, a couple of scary things for me. So just being the introverted engineer you're putting yourself out there for the world yeah. and just really struggling with that, like imposter syndrome, like one, like who am I to give advice to somebody? And Mm -hmm. two, who's really out there? Who's going to care what I have to say? (laughs) Yes, You know, those are two hard pieces to get over. And then once you finally get that and you start getting some positive responses and everything, that's great. But then that first negative comment that you have that comes in, it just like stings. Yeah, because you know, yeah. you're not ready for it. And so that was probably another struggle is just getting used to that and realizing that, you know, you're not going to connect with everybody or somebody's yeah. just having a bad day <laughs> and yeah. you end up being the person <laughs> that they're venting at. But what has been amazing is 
I mean, my mindset has completely shifted with social media and everything that you can do with it. I've just continually been amazed with the connections that you can build online, the opportunities that just putting out consistent content can open for you. I mean, there's been so many amazing connections and people that I've met through social media that I never would have pictured. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm kicking myself for putting it off for so long and just not having the right mentality. I got to say thank you to you for just showing me the power of social media and just, you know, all the good that it can bring instead of focusing on some of the negative aspects. So it's been really cool. It's been a struggle and definitely a learning opportunity and a lot of internal growth to do that. But it's been amazing for both me personally and the business. It's been so fun to watch. And a lot of times entrepreneurship is just really lonely. And you guys went from, you know, having an office that overlooks the city to kind of working from home again. And it does give you this sense of connection in a world that is so, you know, disconnected either spatially or, you know, just in real life right now. But it also kind of is this like gentle reminder of like, hey, here's what I do. Do you know of anyone? And I feel like people forget about the subtlety of social media where it's just these like little tiny breadcrumbs or nudges of like, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I do. And I think that it's a really cool way to create those connections that aren't possible when you're not visible that way. I agree. I agree. And just the community that's out there, you don't realize how many people are kind of at the same instance that you are. Or, like, I mean, for instance, like as an Amazon advertising agency, we have a lot of other competitors that are out there. But just this, you build up these connection to even your close competitors. And like, for instance, there's one agency that we were both at different stages. They were doing amazing at their marketing, but didn't have the tools and the system really built out. And we were at the other stage where Mm -hmm. we had really started marketing at all, but we had a great platform. And so through social media, we were able to just make that connection, get on the phone. We're talking to one of our close competitors and we're both helping each other out and just building this pure connection. So yeah, it is just an amazing space and it's been a complete mind shift for me. (laughs) Yes. I love it. What are you most excited about in the upcoming months? Like what fires you up? What are you about to do? Anything that you want to share? Yeah, I think probably the biggest thing is continuing to build out our team as we go. It has been so fun being able to hire people on the team and just seeing how they bond. It has been very crazy as as we've continued to grow how our role, mine and Matt's role has had to shift within the company. Yep. And we've gone from being the people who you know, I was doing the programming, some programming and things like that within the company to now being much more focused on what's the next hire look like? What's company culture look like? How do we make sure that we're establishing these very core relationships for our team, which is we've got a remote section of the team and then our full local office. And so how do we make sure everybody bonds? How are we getting the training? It's just been a complete shift in the roles within the company. But then, I mean, one thing that is just so fulfilling is just being able to take a step back and starting to see your business run without you. Yes. When you can hire amazing people around you. You know, the key goal as a company leader is to be able to hire people where everybody around you is better than you at many things. Yes, and yes. so just seeing that and then also seeing just the the care and support that the team's giving them, that's been so amazing. Yeah. And it's something that I, I definitely feel blessed to 
to have around me, especially throughout such a hard year, to be able to build a team and get such a solid team that we have, it's been very fulfilling. It's so cool to see and to have kind of lived with you in the sense of through all these iterations, the failed businesses, the success, the days where you literally had your work phone on you at the lake because you were worried that you'd get a call from the engineering job to now kind of this level of freedom that is possible through entrepreneurship and through all that hard work. And so it's just really cool to get to watch you know, as our family continues to just kind of break down the barriers and say, this is what I want for my life and I'm going to go for it. And to always have one another kind of cheering each other on. It's pretty freaking cool. Yep. Yep. It definitely has been. So where can everybody find you and connect with you, learn more about Ad Advance? Give us all the spots. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about what we do or just selling on Amazon in general, you can go to adadvance.com slash Jenna. So we'll set up a link there with just a lot of good resources for you. The other place that you can go is I'm very active on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. So you can look for at AdAdvance on Instagram. Instagram or find me personally, Joe Shellerud on LinkedIn or Facebook. And Jenna will have all the links there. So I would love to connect and hear your story. Oh, thank you so much, brother, for not only coming on the show today, but also for believing in me before I believed in myself to even make this show a thing. It was so fun getting to have this conversation with you. Well, I, it's been amazing to see where you've taken it. So yeah, yeah, I put that little idea there, but you, you've taken it far beyond what I ever imagined. So congrats. And it, it's an honor to be on the podcast, Jen. That was so much fun. Honestly, I'm so grateful that you got to meet my brother. He's amazing and he's so talented and it's been incredible getting to watch his entrepreneurial journey and journeys unfold over the years. I think we're really, really, really lucky that our family is so supportive, that we see and hear these ideas and we are the cheering section behind them. And another thing to know is that it's pretty rare that you have siblings that you're not rivals with, that you want to see them succeed. And we're all so very different. All three of us were incredibly different, but we're wildly passionate and we share a same work ethic and we dream really big dreams. And our family group text thread is just one giant cheering section. And for that, I am so eternally grateful. It was so much fun getting to talk about my brother's journey and to celebrate his success and wins. And I'm just so grateful that I have a front row seat in watching his life unfold, the life that he dreamed of and that he worked so hard to make happen. Gold Digger, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 